I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Mr. Papa George. Hey, Randy, this guy's with us. You take care of him. I was just going to say, we're so impressed with your play. in the nuts and we'll call it a day. What can I do with five dollars? Gee, I don't know. Buy a bullet and rent a gun? <laughs> Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town go over to trophysmack.com get that trophy get that ring use that code dwz ring and let's have a big season what's happening everybody happy saturday yeah that's not a typo that's not a misstatement that is fact happy saturday and welcome to the dynasty war zones the big bet podcast uh, a division of DWZ Fantasy Sports. And on this week's topic, we've been hitting you with some sports betting, some season props on some players. We're a couple of weeks away from the start of the regular season. But I don't want to get into all that without bringing in my main man, the man with the plan, the man of the hour. But he's too sweet to be sour. He is Dr. Kyle. Dr. Kyle, what's going on in the NYC? Oh, not a whole lot. Beautiful day today. Got to uh, bike ride, walk with the family, the dogs. It's uh, and then just a, a casual uh, a stabbing a building away on our block. So that, uh, that's standard these days. Uh, stab. You know, I read an article. Um, I think it was the New Yorker. Maybe it was the New York Post that there is a group of moms that are moving their kid out of like the nice Upper East Side moving their families out because they turned a, a former hotel into a homeless shelter and it's brought a lot of crime and drugs and issues to that area. So that yeah. sounds like what you're dealing with. Yeah. There, there's a hotel where, you know, the, 
the next address over is a hotel and it's you know, the citizen app has been helpful at times, but other times I wish I didn't even have it. Well, and I don't even, do they have the citizen app out there? I have no idea what the citizen app is. Oh, I guess it only, it's only for us big city folk who, uh, uh, there's enough going on where we need a map and alerts of all the shit that could be happening any moment of the day. Yeah. Uh, I am a, uh, uh, I, I'm a mini city slicker. You're a full-fledged city slicker from, from where I come from. I live in the burbs of Indianapolis, and we do not use, I mean, I don't use the Citizen app because I go about the same four places, and it really has nothing to do with COVID or quarantine. I just, I go to the gym, I go to work, I go to the grocery store, I take my son to baseball, and then I come home and cut podcasts all day. I mean, that, that is my life. So I don't have to worry about getting stabbed unless it's not like at the the, the grocery. <laughs> you took you took the fresh avocados. I, I do, yeah. If uh, if I take um, Karen's fresh avocados, I might get sh- <laughs> I might get shivved like in a a bad prison movie. We were talking before I hit the record button. You and I were talking about Sons of Anarchy, and one of the characters in there uh, was famous Hell's Angel, Sonny Barger, and he played a character named Lenny the Pimp, but he was in prison, and in prison, you could get shanked. I don't have to worry about that unless I take the ripe avocados from the uh, Suburban Housewives here <laughs> and uh, the indie the indie burbs, man. But uh, you were, man, you were killing it on Twitter last weekend. Um, this is a, a fast forward into the future. I did say Saturday because the normal Friday, I will still be in the Lake Michigan area, South Haven, Michigan, enjoying a few days of vacation with my family, uh, trying to decompress. So I hope this finds you on the weekend doing well. But, man, you were ripping it up on Twitter. You you got a wild hair. You're trying to grow that following from like 45 to 55. Yeah, and then maybe from 55 to 75. And I believe that would be exponential at that point. Um, well, I think yeah. exponential would have to go from like, what? Well, I mean, how are you a doctor? You're smarter. Well, 45 than to 55 is a difference of 10. And then 55 to 75 would be 20. And then 75 to 115 would be 40. And well, that, I guess it would be. Uh, wouldn't it go from like 45 to 90 to 180 to 360? to? Isn't that exponential growth? That's one of them. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're not mathematicians here, guys. We, we are. Fantasy and now somebody's uh, going to call me out on this on Twitter. I, I, I think so. I, I, I think so because that's what people live to do. Pe- yeah. pe- people live for uh, for controversy and the ability to be right because they had Google in the moment, and we're just two guys talking. But man, one of the things that that you talked about, and I didn't bring it up on last week's show because it wasn't my best bet. But you were talking about Alex Smith as the comeback player of the year. And what what made you feel that? I just uh, I saw that he was coming off the pup list, and so I, I had taken a look at those prop bets earlier in the off season, and you know saw the obvious ones of like Big Ben and Matt Stafford, and I don't even remember seeing Alex Smith on the list. And I was curious if somebody had grabbed him at like I don't know something crazy like plus three thousand or or whatever, because now he's plus seven hundred. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't like him for plus seven hundred. But if he was plus three thousand a month ago, before he was even cleared to play football, and you know his career was still in jeopardy, like that would have been a good one for somebody to grab. Uh, the w- one that I didn't want to parrot on our show because it's not my original thought, but one of the shows I listened to um, was Steve Fezzik, and they were talking about the Matt Stafford 
prop bet because this award, it's not like it's a, a checkbox award. Hey, your team won the most games or you had the most passing yards. It's very subjective, and it comes down to the AP media writers. And what, what do media writers love more than a good story? And who's got a better story right now than, than Matthew Stafford, except maybe Alex Smith? The difference is, is I don't think Alex Smith gets on the field. I think he's a great camp story. I know they want him to be in their front office. And I know he's a competitive guy, and I love the heart of a champion to want to get back out there. But, I mean, we all expect, I mean, based on his ADP and where he's going, we all expect Matt Stafford to kill it in this offense this year. So he's going to have killer stats. I bet them, I bet them over their win total. Uh, at six and a half, and so he's he's going to be in the mix. If they're like in that last game, if they're like they're going to be seven and seven and eight, because I'm feeling that because I bet the over six and a half. But they're going to be in that seven and eight range, and they could be fighting for that seventh playoff spot, that seventh wild card that's new this year. Right, and, right. And if the the media hears that story, guy who came back from a broken back and back to back years of back issues, a wife who is a uh, you know, fighting brain cancer and, and hopefully everything's going well with that. And just all the stuff that he overcome, not only on the football field and injuries and everything, but his family. I think that's a story that sports writers want to tell. And if I'm getting seven to one with both guys, I, I agree with Steve Fezzik that, you know, that's the, that's a solid bet on Matt Stafford because although Alex Smith's story is equally as compelling, you know, if you watch that, that documentary with him and his wife and, and bring a tear to a glass eye, yeah. And, I mean, I got chills just thinking about it. And I mean, they're both great stories, but they, but if I get to pick the story attached to great stats and potentially a playoff team, you know, fighting for a wild card, then that's probably the way they're going to lean. So if I'm getting the same, you know, value for my bet, that's the way that I would lean. I agree with the take of Steve Fezzik, but I did like where your head was at. I did like you out there on Twitter, man. Just, just go and hammer. Uh, Always patrolling that FanDuel app. Dude, I, I love the FanDuel app now. We are loosely affiliated with FanDuel. We are not officially sponsored. I just like it. I know a lot of people love DraftKings. I know MGM uh, Bet has a, an app out there. I know there's the Three Rivers Bets or, or, or something like that. There's tons of apps, mm -hmm. and you should download all of them looking for, for the best number. Just that so far, when I'm just betting these player props and everything's pretty much the same across the board, I'm just going to use FanDuel for right now. For me, yeah. it's just it's a little bit easier. And if, yeah. the, if the numbers, if everything else is equal, then I'll just use FanDuel. But if I can get better prices on MGM Bet or DraftKings or whatever, then I'm going to put my money there because it's again all about you know return on that investment. All right, so couple of things we're going to cover tonight we're going to get into some dfs do's and don'ts just some very basic elementary but yet fun ways of, of talking about dfs we're going to talk about some week one look ahead stuff with with me and dr kyle but kyle did, did you know this past monday the the 17th our first devi podcast set sail i did and you want to know how i found that out because i popped it onto my bike ride home today and it was wonderful to hear Jerry Hostin. He doesn't give himself enough credit. And that's just such a great team of guys that have been put together. So I haven't finished it yet, but I, I think it's going to help my dynasty game and, uh, and my commute. You know, the, the one thing I used to have a coworker who used to tell me that he could help you with anything, but if your uh, gives a shit's broken, he can't help you. 
And, and, and that's how I know Jerry's the right co-host for the Dynasty Warzone because he was so nervous. I know I'm putting his business out here on the street, but he was so nervous as he was prepping for that show because he really cares and he wanted it to be good. And, and he wanted to do a good job and, and bring good stuff. And I'm telling you, him and Kane and Shane couldn't get Josh. Josh had a, a personal scheduling conflict. We couldn't get him on. And I sat there and did the recording and the, you know, I got the show uploaded for him. But I, I got to listen to all this. And I truthfully sat there and, and took a couple of pages of notes. Because as a guy who hosts three or four different podcasts and a guy who's got a son who plays travel baseball, if you've got kids in travel sports, you know my pain. And just a lot going on. And it's great for me to have resources like Kane, like Shane, and like Jerry to keep me on the right track with uh, what's going on in the college landscape, the players who are playing, the players who aren't playing, the names to know, so that as we have these guys on once a month talking Devi, talking college, man, that's really that's really going to fuel us and, and get us ahead of the rest of the guys. Yeah, yeah, and we have and Kane's in the Patreon, like. And dude, Kane Kane is in the Patreon. He's just supporting fellow people in the community. But he is a great dude to have around. Yeah. Not only is he a tremendous asset, man, he is a tremendous, a lot of fun. And you should be following all these guys on Twitter. Uh, Kane is at at Devi underscore Kane. Shane is at Shane P Hallam, and then Jerry's at Jerry Sin DWZ. Follow all these guys, man. If you if you're like me, or you're like Doctor Kyle and your career and family and life circumstances does not give you time to focus on the, the Devi aspect, this is a must-follow. Uh, real quick, the YouTube. We're doing live streams on Tuesday. Jerry and I will be live streaming every Tuesday. We did this past Tuesday. We're going to do it next Tuesday. And, you know, pe people enjoy YouTube content. You know, I noticed that people watch live. I think it's awesome, and I really appreciate the support. You can go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone, subscribe. We go live every Tuesday, I'll say 9.15-ish, sometimes early. Sometimes we prep and then go around 9.40. Who knows? Uh, and then my other show, and that's the, the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor, we're going to have my man Dean on this Friday. Uh, that would have been yesterday as you're listening to this, and that's on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast feed. All right. Now, now you mentioned it, Kyle. That's where we first met. You were one of our first Patreons. You're in the commercial. I am. You're yeah. famous. Spoiler alert. I'm, uh, I'm the Kyle who is a fantasy football junkie and a physical therapist. He is both. He, uh, he tipped his hand. He, he's told on himself, but, I mean, th th this is part of the Patreon. We have uh, a great group. I, I will not mention the very large name in the dynasty industry that is one of our patreons but he is and he has told me that the patreon experience in our group is second to none he thinks it's fun he enjoys himself now this is a guy that's in tons of group chats with league people his own patreon just tons of people and he raves about how much fun he has in our patreon if you're interested just go to patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone we do an extra pod that drops on Tuesday nights. We do one-on-ones. Uh, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with a Patreon on my commute the other day just talking about his lineup and some moves that he could make. He's got a draft coming up. 
Uh, lots of good stuff. It's a great way to support the podcast as well as Trophy Smack. You always hear the, commu- the, the commercial for Trophy Smack. Man, they, they've got new offerings. They've got new stuff. And when you co- use that code DWZRING, it tells the folks over at Trophy Smack that we sent you. And it gets you a free championship ring to go along with your belt, to go along with your trophy. And th- those are huge. And you know what? I, guys, I, I get it. The economy's still poop. I mean, you live in the financial capital of the world there, Dr. Ky- at least America. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I walked up and down. This probably won't mean much to anybody, but walking up and down 9th Ave in Hell's Kitchen, which is restaurant after restaurant, and we saw uh, real estate after real estate for sale for rent, for sale for rent today. And uh, it's a bit depressing, but hopefully this turns around at some point. And, and so we get it. Not everybody is in, in Patreon shape right now. Not everybody is buying a league belt. You're just happy to be able to play some fantasy football. Maybe you're just playing for, for fun, and I think that's great. I, I think that's amazing. But the easiest and freest – is freest a word, Kyle? Uh, it is now, yes. It, it that, would be, that would be three E's, and I think that would be the only word with three E's in a row in it. Absolutely. And there, someone's going to say that's a made-up word. My, my counter to that is, is all words are made up. It is exactly. the, the freest way to help us out is just is hit pause. Hit pause. I know it takes a second, but if you're riding on a subway in the NYC with Kyle or you're sitting at your desk, just, just hit pause. Go into the rating and review section of your podcast player. Leave us a five-star leave a nice comment. It's 100% free for you, and it 100% means a ton to us. If you're not on social media, now I'm at DWZ Memphis. You're at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. See, that's how you know he's fancy, guys. He's got one of them fancy there uh, underscores. But, but, but you can follow us there. You can follow us on uh, the show on both Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. And if you do not venture into the cesspool that is social media. First of all, tip of my cap to you. Second of all, I don't blame you, especially as the election creeps closer by the day. Uh, just just hit me up at dynastywarzone at gmail.com. Had a gentleman named Dustin reach out to me the other day, had a couple of questions, uh, inquired about the contractor, and we had a nice little conversation, but we didn't have to do it through social media. So if you need something, we can help you. Hey, just uh, hit me at the, at the uh, dynastywarzone at gmail. And we will hook it up. Now, with all that out of the way, Kyle, are you ready to actually talk about DFS fantasy football? Yeah, only because I want you to uh, bring up my experience level a little bit within the next 30, 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so so bring it up. Well, yeah. Well, what do you got first? I mean, I'm, I got a little bit of DFS strategy, a little bit of experience, but I'm going to grow at, again, an exponential rate well, this I, year. I, I am a DFS dabbler. Now, that, doesn't, okay. that does not mean that I do not pour my heart and soul into everything that I do. And I read and I do research. And so we, we had a guest lined up, a uh, fellow New York City icon there. We had some connection issues. Their Wi-Fi was not what they wanted it to be. But she has promised us she'll be back uh, soon. And we're going to get her rescheduled. I will keep her uh, top secret until <laughs> we're ready to launch. But... For, for me, man, I love playing head-to-head. If I'm going to play, I like to play head-to-head. But my, the real enjoyment and the real stress is those GPPs, those guaranteed prize pools, those big tournaments. It, it, it's, 
it's like scratching a lottery ticket, but not scratching a lottery ticket at the same time. You yeah. know, th- there's no skill to walking up to that big old plexiglass box of lottery tickets of scratch offs and go, eh, g- give me that one. There's no skill there. There is skill in this. So, you know, the, one of the first questions we were going to ask our guest tonight is, do you prefer tournaments or cash games? So I'll just ask you when you play because you do live there in the NYC, so you're not too far from Jersey. When you mm-hmm. play, what do you prefer? Do you p- prefer cash games, or do you prefer tournaments? I think overall I prefer cash games. You know, I'm in enough uh, dynasty or redraft leagues that feels tournament style where it's head-to-head and ultimately one, maybe two people out of 12 win some money. So I like playing the cash games, and just I'll just chip away. You know, $5 game, come out with seven fifty over and over if I can. And, you know, maybe once in a while I'll hit 25 bucks, but... Well, don't let Dr. Kyle fool you. My man's got an FFPC buy-in. With a, with a, I hear you laughing with enough money on the line to uh, to choke a small buffalo. So, so you, you're not two of them now, unfortunately. Two of them now. Yeah, uh, I, have well, a, I have a silent partner who chips in too. So, so if if we have a good season, maybe we'll get one of those ginormous leagues. Uh, okay. But 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 for me, again, like I said, I I, I can. This is going to sound arrogant. Hashtag humble, humble brag. Let's hear it. But, but but I can pummel the the head to head cash game leagues more often than not. Okay, um, I, 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 I got I, my notepad ready then. I don't think it's super hard. Um, you know, that's one of the things that makes me tilt. Which is another question in there. It's like when a when when a, when a player sets a horrible lineup because you know in, in a cash game you're looking to play a lot more safe. You know, like an example. You know, in week one. I had Terry McLaren in my GPP lineup, and I was like, and I forgot that the Eagles had gotten Darius Slay. You know, I looked at my man Terry McLaren. You know, if there's anyone who's got, you know, two touchdown upside on a given week, it's him. Uh, and he didn't have a bad game against Darius Slay when they played one time last year because Slay does shadow more often than not. And he had five for 72, but that's not really the, the upside that I'm looking for. So I, I pivoted and went in another direction. I'll go there in a minute. But it's for, for me in a cash game, it's just about setting a, a solid lineup. And we're going to talk about some of the guys that, I, that I've got in some lineups this week. But, you know, in those GPPs, man, we talk about a lottery ticket. You got to hit big. And, like, guys that I love this week, uh, I love Deshaun Jackson. That's that's one of mine too. Is, is that one of yours? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so so yeah. it's if you want to win a tournament, you got to take big swings. You want to win big big prizes, you got to take big swings. But when you're playing in these, you know, cash games where fifty percent of the field gets paid, even if me and Kyle play in a cash game heads up, I I think more often than not, as long as I'm not locked up against, you know, someone else, I, I think more often than not, I get the money. So then I take and enter in a GPP for a similar amount. So I'm just going to do even numbers. Let's say I enter a, a $20 cash game, right? I'm then going to go enter a, a $10, $15, $20 tournament because I think I'm already going to win the cash game. And when, well, I, I, do, when I do more often than not, that makes the, the GPP a free roll. Okay. Essentially. Now, there have been times, more than once, where I have lost both. But if I don't have the bankroll to do it, then that's fine. Right. But, you know, it depends on what the payout structure is on, on the tournament. Um, a lot of times I've, you know, gotten my money back. I've gotten partial my, my money back. So I'm just looking at, at that free roll. So I'll do one of each. 
and I'll try to keep them in similar price points so that when, say I like to be confident, but when I win the money playing the cash game, I'm just free rolling and try to keep my, my, my bankroll grow, you know, growing because you may not win a GPP, but you may get in the money mm-hmm. and, and, and put a little profit in there. And I, I have not had to add money to my FanDuel account in a long time. Now I'm I'm not sitting on a private island in the in the tropics. I would prefer St. Thomas. That's where uh, my wife and I's favorite uh, warm weather destination. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey man, it's a it's a U.S. territory. All I need is my driver's license to get in. Perfect. I don't yeah. worry. I don't have to worry about going to an embassy. Anyway, I we, I can hook you up with all the travel tips you ever want to know. But but those those are some of my basic. DFS things. I'm going to get you rolling on that this year. So when I said free roll, how did that make the gears of your mind spin? Oh yeah. I mean, now I'm going to go into every week going, Oh, at worst I break even. Well, not, not really, not really break even, but you're going to give yourself a better chance. Right. You know, because here's the thing you don't have to, it, it would be nice. It would be nice to, you know, hit a milli maker or, or whatever. But even if you do good enough just to basically break even in one or double your money in one, because that's what you do in a, in a cash game anyway, mm-hmm. th- then, you know, you just move on to the next week. Set the new line up and don't get crazy. I, I think when I, I think what gets weird for people is that, man, they're just firing all weekend long. They're doing the early only, you know, the early only slate. They're doing right. the. They're doing the four, four, yeah. They're they're trying to craft a a Sunday night only, a Sunday Monday night only, a prime time only, and and that's cool too. But if you want to be in action, be in action, because if you're playing five dollar DFS or ten dollar DFS, that's no different than me and Kyle meeting up when it's legal again, hashtag COVID. But when Kyle and I are allowed to meet up and have a beer, if I meet Kyle for a couple of beers and I buy a round or two and he buys a round or two. I'm going to drop 25 bucks, 30 bucks in New York. That's in my neck of the woods, but in his neck of the woods, that might be a 50 spot with a tip because I'm a good tipper. But that's no different than the guy who sees DFS as his entertainment for the weekend. Right. Right. He can't go to the bar. He can't have beers with his buddies. So, you know what? I'm going to spend the 50 bucks I normally, you know, spend at the bar on this. But that's fine. That's a fun way to look. But I'm looking at this to maximize profit. That's why we created the the podcast, I want to free roll that, that, that big tournament with a chance to win something. Because if I, if I win it all, if I, if I happen to put the right pieces together and you win a hundred grand or you win a million dollars, now you got to pay taxes. Cause if you don't, they will put your ass in jail because <laughs> you are not a celebrity. You are not Wesley Snipes. You will do time for tax evasion. That or yeah, I mean, eventually, if you don't pay, they will put you in jail for a while. They'll just you know take all your money. But anywho, so so moving on, man. That that was yeah. that that was one of the the best strategies that I have is just try to use one to pay for the other. Now I started to mention mine. Is there any part of DFS when you're able to play that that tilts you? Like tilts a poker term, and actually oh, it, goes, it goes back no. to pinball. But you know, is there anything that tilts you more than anything in DFS? Uh, yeah, and it's. So I guess at some point we'll probably talk roster construction, but and I usually build my roster cheap to expensive. I like to find the the value pieces and then see what I have left over and and work from there. And to me, there's nothing worse than nailing your, you know, your your four thousand dollar receiver and running back or tight end, and then you have your big 
seven thousand or eight thousand dollar guy to play that evening and he goes you know david montgomery not saying it's david montgomery but 20 rushes 80 yards never finds the end zone no receptions and i'm just like are you kidding me are you kidding me yeah mine is when uh, i call it the uh the Conor McGregor theory. Do you want you know one of the thing uh, that Conor McGregor is famous for? No, what's that? He he's famous for it was Jeremy Stevens, if I remember correctly, that at a, at a press conference, Jeremy Stevens, who's a good fighter but a horrible showman, is trying to talk shit to Conor McGregor, and he breaks out the world famous "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's when like you're doing well in a, in a GPP or you know you're 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 trending toward making a couple of hundred bucks. Maybe you bought in. I'm almost going to stick with twenty dollar buy in. You bought in for twenty. You're you're you know you're on the verge of cashing for let's say three hundred. Okay, three fifty something like that. You're gonna make it. It's gonna be a nice little day. And then all of a sudden, some some guy on the on the four o'clock slate. Who has no one left but like Greg Ward? Like, like, yeah, exactly, Greg Ward. And like, you're like, who the fuck is Greg Ward? Because you know he just came up off the practice squad, and you know he put Greg Ward in there as a way to wedge in some really expensive, you know, you I know mean, he 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 was locking up a Christian McCaffrey and a Michael Thomas and what have you, and and, and he sandwiches in a Greg Ward before Greg Ward's a thing, and he goes for like a you know four for one twenty and a touchdown or something, and that's. That's when I I'm, I'm stomping around my living room, Conor McGregor style, like who the fuck is Greg Ward? What the where the fuck did he come from? And that, that that's when I have my Conor McGregor moment because then it will push you from like that you know that three hundred range down to like eighteen dollars or some shit. That's just the way that it works. But usually, and then what you happens, have to spend that money on a Greg Ward jersey to burn out front. Uh, see, I, I don't ever. I don't I'm ever. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I don't ever. Uh, burn, burn, burn too much things, but uh, th- that's where the player insult drop comes from. That will play during the season after a DFS guy screws you, whether that's a stud who is supposed to have a banger week, like you know. And, and I think a lot of people make that. You know, talk about strategy again. That's a common mistake that I almost fell for today because you know I was prepping for the show and I was looking through FanDuel and I was like, ah, yeah. Anyone who's ever listened to the Dynasty Warzone knows what a fan of Terry McLaren I am. I'm like, there he is. Uh, he, he and it was weird. The prices have changed. Like it was the this is we're re- so so we'll you know peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on Monday because I'm getting ready to head out of town. So we wanted to have a show for I guess Saturday in, in this case. But I was looking at it and it was like, oh Terry McLaren, like sixty two hundred dollars. Oh the Eagles, twenty seventh versus the pass last year. I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm an evil scientist for a second, and then. Uh, I was texting with Kyle, and he was like, Darius Slay, and I was like, God dang it, son of a... And I was like... And, and, and then that's when I did the research to realize that he had five for 72 last year, but I was like... So so that caused a, a pivot, but yeah, um, those are some of the things that I do. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, we move on? Uh, I mean, my, my main one is I just... I lean on Vegas... Uh, Spreads and over-unders pretty pretty heavily, um, at least for big decision-making. It makes things easier instead of looking at this big player pool, trying to look at every running back or every wide receiver. I like picking, uh, you know, Rams-Cowboys has a 49.5 over-under with a 2.5-point spread, so you're looking at a potentially high-scoring shootout. Now that's not going to be in the, the the Sunday slate. I don't know what time that game is, um, but that that's – that's my strategy for sure. Or Seahawks Falcons, 49 and a half point over under 
one point spread, you know, that's, that's going to help me make some decisions for sure. Yeah, and I think you probably got that from listening to a podcast called The Dynasty War Zone last year when we, we, we used to pick players, you know, based on the, the, the three highest over and unders. So, but, but that's a great theory. So if you're looking week one DFS, because that's this week's topic, you know, week one, that Thursday night game, the, the Texans and the Chiefs, over and under, 54 and a half. I mean, if you're looking to, to squeeze a cheap wide receiver in there, you know, you're looking to, to squeeze in a, a Brandon Cooks. As opposed to, like, let's say the Bears game, which is going to have one of the lower over and unders of the week. They're at 43 and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook. And, you know, I mean, I guess you could try and, you know, play a Marvin Jones, but if you're going to play a team's wide receiver two, which I think we both would agree for that as of today, mm-hmm. that Brandon Cooks and Marvin Jones are, I mean, wouldn't you rather have the guy on the team that's probably going to be behind in Houston? Yeah, I mean, because believe it or not, the Lions are the favorite. They're a two and a half point favorite at the at the at, they're at home against the Bears, and then and then another one that that I had this week. So we were talking about you know looking for value plays, and I'll just go ahead and mix this in. Is I initially in the lineup I was talking with you earlier was was Hollywood Brown, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hollywood Brown feels like a staple, especially in a GPP because he's got the ability to put up a bajillion points at any time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I went back and did some some research, and I'm fading Hollywood Brown in week one because he's playing Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And he, he played in both games against Cleveland last season. In the first game on September 29th, he had seven targets, converted four of those for 22 yards. So that hmm. was 4.2 FanDuel points. And then on the December, and you know that first game you could say, well, he was coming back from the foot, and you know, where was he at? Well, the, the, the next game late in the season on 12-22, he had two targets, one catch for six yards. So um, I don't know. Is it Denzel Warden? I think that's the corner there in Cleveland. And Cleveland's defense is underrated. I've, I've dropped this stat a handful of times on the Dynasty Warzone. Cleveland didn't give up one 300-yard passer last year, and they played Lamar twice. So it's not like they, you know, you know they played Jared Goff. I remember that. They played Russell Wilson. They played they play Kyler, they played Jimmy G, and they did not give up one 300-yard passer. Now, part of that was is their run defense was putrid, but there's a lot of good – I mean, they got a good pass rush. Uh, they've got good corners. I mean, when you suck as long as they sucked, you have a lot of good talent uh, on both sides of the ball. So, I'm like, that's a strategy that I'm looking at week one as I'm fading Hollywood just based off previous matchups. I think there's better plays out there. So we were talking about tilt. Do you have a value play for uh, week one? What position? I, I don't care. Hit, hit us with some facts, man. Now that we lost our guests, we're just two guys <laughs> rapping. Uh, you know, one one interesting one that I came across was uh, with running backs. Jonathan Taylor's 5,800 and Marlon Mack is 5,300. And we're week one. The Colts are, uh, I believe, significant favorites over Jacksonville. Maybe five and a half or six and a half points. Oh, it's it's, it's more than that. It was seven. It was seven to seven and a half. It's actually yeah. it's actually down to seven per the FanDuel sportsbook. The Colts are uh, a seven point road favorite, uh, forty five and a half over and under. So anyway, Mac and Taylor. Yeah. So I I said give me Marlon Mack. The you know going into his third year in that offense, and he's proven he can do it you know assuming he gets through the preseason healthy you know what is taylor going to know about the playbook and uh and so getting mac in there for 5300 allowed me to then 
and get um, Miles Sanders and Austin Eckler as my flex. Well, I, I think we have some similar roster construction in week one. I looked at Marlon Mack, and I agree, you know, guys, money and jobs on the line are a hell of a motivator. And Marlon Mack will be a free agent next offseason. I think Marlon's obviously thinking, holy shit, they're trying to replace me. Every game, every snap, every touch, every rush, every reception is an audition to where I'm probably going to be next year. Because you don't spend a top – I think it was – I think uh, JT was right around the 40th overall pick. I know they took Pittman with the 33rd overall pick. And they didn't draft him that high to not make him a feature back. He's a bell cow back. Marlon Mack knows this. And so Marlon Mack, like I said, knows every touch, every reception, every rush, every block, everything matters. So a motivated guy is a guy that I like in my lineup. It was a, the, the famous boxer, Sugar Ray Leonard. It's like it's hard to be motivated when you're waking up at 4 a.m. in silk sheets. And that's not where Marlon Mack is. He doesn't have that guaranteed Zeke contract. He doesn't have that guaranteed Christian McCaffrey contract. He doesn't have a contract after this year. So he's out there, man. He knows the, the running back class in this upcoming uh, spring is going to be huge. It's going to be Tariq Cohen, James Conner, uh, as of today without new contracts, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. There's going to be a lot of these guys. And if these guys don't sign long-term contracts, their teams are going to be either A, forced to franchise them, or B, let them walk. And Mac knows this. At least if he does it, his agent should. So that man is going to be motivated. I, li I, I like that call. Was there anyone else that you had? Because you said position. You know, I like Mike Williams. Mike Williams, I don't know. I didn't write his. Uh, do I have his price down? Yeah, Mike Williams, 4700 now that's on DraftKings, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I had issues with the FanDuel app today, so I pivoted myself to DraftKings. And Mike Williams is 4700 And for reference, like Deshaun Jackson's 4900 uh, and Terry McLaren's 5600 So that's, that's uh, I think, average position pricing going into an empty roster is around fifty-five or 5600 with defenses being under three gen uh, under 3000 So. Wow. Well, let me cuss you real quick, because I had Mike Williams as one of mine, and I, and I will tell you some of, of the reason why. So it came out on Monday, again, the day we're recording the show, that one of the free agent cornerbacks that the Cincinnati Bengals brought over, Trey Waynes, partially tore a peck, and he will be out that game. The other starting cornerback is uh, William Jackson III. Now, he is a bit of a shadow guy. And I feel like he'll be more on Keenan Allen than he will, just because of what I've read with him as a shadow corner. And if that's the case, man, I, I think Mike Williams, and I think he averaged like, what, 19, 20 yards of reception yeah. last, last year? That guy gets downfield. And, and there's, there's no guarantee that Keenan Allen's the favorite target anymore. He was the favorite target of Phillip Rivers. Mm -hmm. We are yet to be seen, and I, I liked his pricing as well so th that was a really good one i do like deshaun jackson at least in yeah. week one yeah. uh philadelphia threw the ball six i think if i remember correctly carson Wentz threw the ball 607 times last mm -hmm. year top five in the nfl um i know they're going to turn my man miles sanders loose he was one of my values but if and we're going to get into some stacks here in just a moment but i i think deshaun jackson's a great wide receiver three in a, in a GPP, I wouldn't obviously use him in a tournament 
at that range. You know, you were talking about Terry McLaren, who they did ratchet up. That's why FanDuel was down, the, by the way. I know you did because I, <laughs> I, I have the screenshot uh, that, I, that I sent to Dr. Kyle earlier today, and now Terry McLaren has went up like 500 bucks, you, you rat bastards. <laughs> you know, there, there, there's a reason why my man R.J. Bell calls the, uh, the bookies cockroaches. Because that's what they are. They're they're a bunch of uh, they're a bunch of filthy cockroaches. So I, I I understand this now more than ever with him. But yeah, I would I would still consider playing Terry McLaren as like my wide receiver three in a in a, in a cash game. Sure. But in a tournament, so yes, he's now Terry McLaren went from sixty five hundred to seventy two hundred on FanDuel. So he went wow. up he went up ten percent. Yeah, I don't know that across the board. Um, a couple of the other week one values that, that I really like is, is you mentioned my man, Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, 6,800. How? No, this is the new Dynasty Warzone, so I can cuss as much as I want. So I'm just going to ask you a question. How the fuck is Miles Sanders $6,800? Ah, uh, that beats the hell out of me. I, I, mean, I, I used I, to have I a had boss. I roll a couple times, I think, to find him on the DraftKings one, and I'm like, dude's playing against the Redskins week one, and. Carson Wentz is probably going to be leaning, I think, on Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, and Miles Sanders. So I, if you put Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, Sanders, and Ertz into your lineup, you know, barring some sort of meteorite hitting that stadium, I think you're going to do pretty well week one. Do you know what team – now, Miles Sanders, they, they played Washington the first game of the season. Jordan Howard was still there, was considered the starter at that time. So in uh, – I think it was week 14 – no, it was week 15, game 14 for the mm-hmm. Eagles. When they played Washington, did you happen to see Miles Sanders' stat line in that game? I don't recall. He had 19 rushes for 122 yards and a touchdown rushing. And then he had six targets, which translated to six receptions and 50 yards receiving and a touchdown. Good he had, God. He had 32.2 fan duel points that week. It was by far his best game of the season. Now, you know, past results do not guarantee future success, but – uh, you know, and we continue to hear it, Doug Peterson. He's he's going to be the bell cow guy, and yeah. I, I I will just say this: I've been lied. You've been lied to, Kyle. Uh, once or twice. Once or twice, and but until his actions prove me otherwise, I'm believing him. He's had every yeah. opportunity. He he could have signed Lamar Miller. He didn't. He's in New England. He he could sign De- Devonta Freeman. He's a street free agent. He didn't. Um, who did Detroit design? Did Detroit designed a veteran? Um, I mean, it was a name, but nobody, you know, super eye popping. And he didn't. Everything has everything has been. He's our he's our bell cow back. He's the every touch back. There'll be some Boston Scott mixed in, I'm sure. Another rookie from a dynasty standpoint that I like. Uh, the 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 less they do in the room, the more I like Michael Warren the third, second or third. Um, I, I like that dude. I liked him in the, the pre-draft process. But back to DFS, man, I absolutely I, – again, I just – I cannot figure it out. It's baffling. How the hell is he RB12 on that offense with the – you know, I help me understand, man. That's, my, that's what my old boss used to tell me. Had a boss, you know, when, when, I, when he couldn't logically put the pieces together, he would look at me and say, help me understand. So I'm going to do that to you. Help me understand why he's 6800 bucks. I got nothing other than the fact, you know, sometimes I wonder if, you know, Vegas thinks uh, a game's going to get out of hand and, you know, Miles Sanders disappears in the second half. But I, I, that's the only narrative I could think of, and it's not even a good one. 
Well, and, and then the other guy, now he is RB4, but I believe RB in just about any type of DFS is the position you have to pay up for. And I don't have the – I know everybody will be cramming Christian McCaffrey in their lineup. Uh, you know, I'm sure if, they, if they're doing tournaments that include Monday Night Football, they'll be cramming Saquon in their lineup. But, man, I would rather have the RB4 on FanDuel with, uh, with my man Josh Jacobs. You know, the guy that, that you've, you know, bet at 19-1 to 1 to lead the league in rushing. I, I mean, he's 8200 I'm getting him for $1,800 less in, in salary cap. And not only is the, the Carolina Panthers last year's worst-ranked rush defense, I mean, I know they added the rookie, um, drawing a blank on his name, out of Auburn. I think it was Derek Brown. And they, they added, you know, a lot of defensive pieces. Their entire draft was defensive players. I'm telling you, but between a team flying from the West Coast to the East Coast for an early start, I think Chucky and the Raiders are just going to want to win this game and get out of there. They're not there to put on a laser light show. and th- That would be a game I didn't look at the over and under, but I would actually be interested to see what that is because I think the Raiders are going to want to go in. They're going to want to le- lean on Josh Jacobs. They're going to pound the ball with him. I see you looking at your sheet. What's the over and under on that? I didn't have it written. All right, I, I, I will, I will, I will get it to these people <laughs> before we end the show. But I, I just see Josh Jacobs being a steal, and it's been reported by Vic Tafer of the Athletic or Toffer, whatever his name is, that uh, Coach Gruden's got a hair up his ass because he felt like Jacobs should have won the Rookie of the Year on the offensive side of the ball last year, and he's going to make it a point to feature him this year as a way to uh, make amends. So, what do you think about my Jacobs play at eighty two hundred? I think that's a great one, especially because um, I think last year there was a pretty significant in-out split for Jacobs when the Raiders were winning versus trailing. And as I am trying to find this over-under, which I'm not going to be able to talk and do this at the same time, uh, I do recall the spread was somewhere around six and a half for this game. And I, I think you're right. I think the Raiders are going to, you know, no pun intended, it's a bad one. They're going to run away with this one. Uh, I, yeah, that is a bad one. The over and under in this game is 46 and a half, and the Raiders are now a point and a half favorite. They were a one point favorite. Yeah, that's oh, it. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, the Oakland last year, I think they finished seven and nine, if I remember correctly, and they were outscored uh, by 100 points last year. Wow. One of the, uh, the crazier stats that I've heard on the Raiders, but but nonetheless, you know, on the road, you run the ball, you run the ball to victory, you get out, you steal a win, and, you know, you, you move on to the next game if you're Oakland. So that's why I like him. Anyone else you have in a lineup that you want to talk about for these people? Uh, my tight end. So Zach Ertz is what I believe the, uh, the gamblers would call my chalk pick for the week. Uh, but I like Hayden Hurst and Greg Olson as well. Hayden Hurst is 4,300 and Greg Olson is – 4,000 relative to Ertz at 5,800, just to give you a reference point on DraftKings. Because that, uh, I believe that that's the Falcons Seahawks game. They play each other, and that's a 49.5 point over under with a one point spread. So I got to think one, if not both of those guys could hit. No, I, I, I like it now. I, I went with the, uh, you, you went with the stack. So we're, you know, stacks are very, very in vogue right now. I couldn't tell you what songs are in vogue, I don't listen to the radio. Um, unless I'm at the gym, I don't know. I, I guess you know, 
I guess certain types of uh, Nike uh, Air shoe, uh, Air Maxes are still trendy. But outside of that, dude, I'm not the super trendy guy unless it's stacks. Everybody stacks. Now, you mentioned a big one. You said Wentz, Sanders, Jackson, Ertz. Now, is that one that you've actually got going? That, I so I don't have Jackson in that lineup, but I might throw him in. I, I don't know. Actually, I think if I throw Jackson into that lineup, I'll be – I'll be over, so I'll probably stick with Wentz, Ertz, and Sanders, and then Mike Williams as my wide receiver three to keep Eckler as my flex. But I might fiddle with it. We'll see. I could I could do two if I want. Hey, I I uh, I have no idea because I went with a San Francisco stack. They are they are playing the Arizona Cardinals, and I don't care what they did on defense. Uh, I I don't buy into their DC. I liked Isaiah Simmons coming out, but he's not enough to. It impressed me, and I went with the Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert stack. Uh, you know, Raheem Mostert down the, the the stretch run, he averaged – well, not averaged, but he had 12.5 fan duel points in the Super Bowl. He had 47.6 against Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Only had six against Minnesota in a game where they literally ran away with it. He had uh, 20 against the Seahawks in the last game of the season, 11 against the Rams, 11 against the Falcons, 23 against the Saints, 22 against Baltimore. He is a guy that I feel like in my flex, I almost went David Montgomery, but I really feel like the the Cardinals are one of the few teams with Kyler that can really give this San Francisco defense fits. And I think that there's going to be more points scored in that game. And for those reasons, I went with a San Francisco stack because George Kittle and tight ends across the board just brutalized this team last year. What do you think about my my Niners stack? Uh, I I wasn't expecting that one, but I do like it. And I think Rosalie brought up a couple weeks ago about how much San Francisco struggled against Arizona. And San Francisco's defense wasn't elite down the stretch like it was earlier in the season. So I wonder, uh, you know, they lost uh, what's-his-face to the Colts. Um, big defensive tackle, I believe. Uh, DeForest so, Buckner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like you said earlier, you you want big boom potential with every guy in your roster. Montgomery is the opposite of that. If you ask me, you know, he's he's who you want as your your flex in redraft because you know you're going to get twenty for eighty and then occasionally a touchdown, maybe two catches for twelve yards. Uh, Mostert's got that potential to break three touchdowns, touchdown runs any week. Yeah, and I know that he's not been the the apple of the dynasty world's eye, but I I think Mostert will be a fine play in in seasonal and a, and a great spot play here. I'm looking at the games last year. Now this might be one you bet over. The under and over on this game per the uh, FanDuel app is 46 and a half, but I'm looking right at it. Last year in the game in San Francisco, these two teams put up a combined 50. I'm excuse me, 62 points. Uh, 36 to 26. That was at San Francisco. And then at the game in Arizona, it was 53 points, 28 to 25. That one feels a little out of whack. Uh, I guess the only concern, and I've heard this a lot from a betting standpoint, is that the the defenses will be a little bit ahead of the offenses. So Interesting. I, 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 I could see that, but man, that, that feels off by... 10 points based off the two games they played combined last year. So certainly something to, uh, to, to look at, man. Anything else in these lineups before we wrap this thing up and let these people get on about their weekend? 
hopefully this got them through some uh, some lawn mowing got <laughs> got them through some honey doing uh, and, and, uh, and this is not just for dudes i mean uh the, our guest tonight was a uh, original guest for the show was a lady our first guest was a lady and that didn't happen you know on purpose it was just i was looking for really interesting people to talk about dfs and gambling and the first two people i happened to ask were uh we're, we're ladies, but was, was there anything else you want to get to these people before we uh, before we wrap her up? Yeah, nothing earth shattering, but you know, I I like like DK Metcalf's price relative to Tyler Lockett's, as well as Calvin Ridley's relative to Julio Jones. I'd rather grab those cheaper wide receiver twos, both with big play potential, touchdown potential. You know, Julio's definitely more of a volume lock than uh, than Ridley probably, but I don't I don't see why Tyler Lockett should be that much more expensive than Metcalf. Um, yeah, that, that's I mean, I, you know who one of my best plays is this week that I paid up for? Oh, Dion. Um, excuse me, Devonte Adams. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this: Now that Xavier Rhodes is a Colt and Trey Wayne's is a hurt Bengal, n- name a Green Bay. No, excuse me, name a Minnesota corner. How far back can I go? Well, I meant I meant like the current. I meant like one of the guys currently wearing purple and gold, my man. I got nothing. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, you. I mean, what what are you looking for? Volume. Now, is he necessarily a value at eight thousand on Fanduel? Maybe not, but I I think he's going to return that investment pretty easily. Yeah. I, I I think if you look back at a, at a game for him of something like eight for a hundred and twenty with or without a touchdown, I I think I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I look historically last year in the. Uh, the the game on January nineteenth, he had eleven targets, nine receptions, and one hundred and thirty eight yards. I will take that. That was against San Francisco. That was a good you know a good team. On the uh, the game right before Christmas last year at Minnesota, sixteen targets, thirteen thirteen receptions, one hundred and sixteen yards. I mean, guys, I mean that's what I'm looking for. I, I want that volume. In the game, uh, the second game of the year last year against Green Bay, they, this one was at, at home. Nine targets, seven receptions, 106 yards. Jeez. I mean, for, for him to return that, I mean, I know the average is you're looking for two to three times that value. I mean, I mean I'm getting, you know, about what, one, uh, one, and a, one and two-thirds, 1.67% back in yardage alone. He went over 100 yards every single game. So I, I, I like that one. Um, other guys, I had my lineup. Do you have a sneaky defense by any chance? Did, did you happen to look at defenses on DK? Uh, Lions and Raiders. Uh, okay. Lions being the favorites against the Bears with the relatively low over-under. And then uh, I think the Panthers are just going to be trash. And I've, I think the Raiders are going to take a step forward again under Gruden this year. Uh, my, my sneaky defense – because you would never think to do this because of 20 years of Tom Brady will just beat you down, will beat you into submission. I went with the Dolphins, man. I like that. This is a team that under Brian Flores was was really nasty, and I'm looking at their game last year. They had uh, eight or more points uh, from a FanDuel perspective in you know three of their last seven games. And, and, and at 3,500 – which is one of the cheaper defenses there. I, I'm about that, and I know what you're saying, but 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 Memphis, what what about Cam Newton? What about him? <laughs> my, my man has played two meaningful games of football since 2018. We have no idea what his throwing motion looks like. 
and he's splitting reps with Jarrett Stidham. I'm not saying Cam's not going to be the starter, but you have to ask yourself, name one other locked-in, ingrained, dyed-in-the-wool starter in the NFL who's splitting snaps right now. Even the yeah. new fucking guys are, are not splitting snaps like that. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not hearing that much out of Chicago. You're not hearing that much out of any and and, and think hey, here's a Cam, a guy who got signed late in the offseason, who could use every single snap that this guy could possibly get his hands on, and he's splitting snaps. They're just now putting pads on. This makes me nervous. So I'm again I'm not saying Cam will not be the dude who rolls out there week one and says, Hey, I'm the starter. Dig it the most. But that doesn't mean that I don't think this this Dolphins defense that put more draft capital, that put more free um, free agent dollars mm-hmm. on that defense, and I can't say enough good things about Brian Flores, the the head coach, who's a defensive minded guy. That that was one of my steals. Uh, a couple other guys in in the lineup that I like uh, covered Sanders, covered Jacobs, Jimmy G. I do have Deshaun Jackson. I pivoted from Terry McLaren to even though I had him locked in at the cheaper price. Uh, I still I still pivoted to Deshaun Jackson. That allowed me to move from David Montgomery to uh, Raheem Mostert and go that that three team stack because I, I'm intrigued by David Montgomery. Don't tell Jerry because I, I, I or or Nick Whalen. They both disown me, but I've been intrigued by him last year. He had a huge touch percentage last year, but I think this Detroit front's going to be better than people realize. They put a lot of resources in that via free agency as well. And I'm not saying it's going to be like a lockdown defense, but I just felt a little bit better with the uh, the, the Mostert piece versus Montgomery. But I, I, I thought about it. So that that's my, that's my lineup, man. Anything else to add? No, that's it on my end. I think we touched on everything. Well, I hope if you're listening to this as a, as a dynasty player, if you have some of these decisions, because as a dynasty owner, I would not be shocked if you had a choice between a Marquise Brown and a Deshaun Jackson. And in a head-to-head league, you know, are you a favorite? You know, if you're a monster favorite, play Hollywood Brown. But if you're a monster dog against a really good team, I'm playing Deshaun Jackson. I really am. Uh, I'm benching Hollywood Brown based off the historical data, and and I'm going to swing big. Maybe you have a final flex spot, and you're debating between Raheem Mostert and David Montgomery. Hey, you know what, based on the over-under, based on uh, the, the, the scoring output of these two games, I'm, I'm going to lean you know, Raheem Mostert. That's how you, as a dynasty and a fantasy player, can use this show to make some decisions in your lineup. So, there you go, Dr. Kyle. There we go. There we go. We've got to get a little bit more... Uh, we got to get a little bit more uh, time under our belt. We don't have the two years that Jerry and I have... But, man, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. The feedback I've gotten from it's great. Uh, I'll have him tutor me. Huh? I'm going to have Jerry tutor me. No, I want you to be better. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, 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 Jerry, like I always tell Jerry, he's like the little brother I never wanted. But anyway, man, I, I, I love doing the show. The feedback has been tremendous. And thank you to all of you that have sent me some DMs. And uh, I'll take some more. Please feel free to DM me, Dr. Kyle. He, yeah. and, and give I'll this man a follow. He, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to end this show on this note. Please, after you finish that rating and review, go to Twitter and follow Kyle. What's that Twitter handle? DWZ underscore Dr. PT. 
it will be linked into the show notes along with the Patreon and the Trophy Smack link. I'll, I'll get my man hyperlinked. Here's the thing. You're probably going to want to know, hey, what does injury X on player Y look like and should I play him? You know who you should be following? Not the slapdick who has a player's name in his Twitter handle. Like, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the man. At Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the man on Twitter. No. You're doing it wrong. Follow the guy who's an actual doctor and can, can give you sound advice on whether or not a player is going to play, should play, and what level of effectiveness he would expect him to be at. Not only that, he's actually a lot of fun. He's got some snark. He reminds me of a young Dan Williamson who we had on the Dynasty Warzone last week. He's got that level of snark to him. But, Kyle, man, you're, you're doing a great job, and you need to hear that. And, and the people need to follow you at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. You can find me at DWZ Memphis. And thank you for tuning in on a Saturday. I know it's not our normal day, but I needed a break. And on behalf of Kyle, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We will see you back here on Wednesday with the full Dynasty show. And then Dr. Kyle and I will be back in a week from Friday. Boom. Yeah, baby. More DFS and gambling goodness. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>